My guest today is a former Division I football player at the University of South Florida, born and raised in Miami, 305, all the way live. <laughs> he is currently working as a mental health technician for the VA hospital in Tampa, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my good friend, Todd Chandler, to Changing the Field. Chandler, the OG Bull, Northwestern, the USF. What's going on, bro? Nothing much. What's going on, my boy? Just loving life, man. Congratulations on the new one, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I I appreciate you coming on, man. Have you gotten any sleep in the past couple of weeks? Oh my goodness, man. It's been <laughs> it's been <laughs> crazy, but you know, we're trying to figure out a schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me and my wife are about to have one too. I, I know I told you in September, but can, is there any tips you could share with me? Man, the biggest thing is to be flexible, man. It's just, <laughs> it's just right. like back in the USF days, everything is going to change, man. You just got to be flexible, open to change, and just be prepared to be uncomfortable. But, you know, it's an amazing feeling. You know, fatherhood is something very special, and um, you get used to it quick. Absolutely. How many is this for you? Uh, this is two. Two, both girls? My second one. Yeah, man. Um, I guess I'm just meant to be a girl dad like Kobe said. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, you got a guy like you, man. God, God put him in your care for a reason, man. That's no doubt about that. So, uh, so, so first question, man, uh, wanted to kind of get into to the beginning of your athletic career. I know you're from Miami. Are you still in Miami? Uh, no, I'm actually back up here in Tampa. Oh, okay. Cool, man. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get together yeah, one of these days. Yeah. Say it again. I was going to say, man, we got to get back together one of these days. We got to go grab some lunch or something. Definitely, definitely, man. I'm, I'm all about it. No doubt. So, so you started. You were playing at Northwestern. Uh, what? How old did you start playing ball? Uh, crazy story, man. I was always too big to play like little league or like pop water. How, how everybody else do? I started playing my ninth grade year in high school. I started JV, of course. You know, you always play the sandlot football and all that, but. Like organized football, I started playing in ninth grade. Okay, so yeah. so you started playing JV, and that was at Northwestern, right? Yes, sir. What What'd you like about football? What What uh, What attracted you to it? Uh, to be real, it was just the height of you know. My dad was a big football guy, and um, I wouldn't say he pushed me towards it, but you know. Every every boy want to make his dad proud, and uh, when I see how excited my dad used to get watching football, and then I I end up growing up and being a big human, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I this. <laughs> you know, went down when uh, when I was in Miami, he was like, you know, if you're in Miami, you got to play for the best school, and we gonna we gonna take you to Northwestern and see if you can make the cut. And uh, like I say, it was my first time playing football, so. Of course, it was kind of intimidating. If you're from Miami, you know about Northwestern, Northwestern football, not trying to, you know, ring any bells or nothing, but Northwestern football is the top of the top. So it's, it's kind of intimidating walking into the locker room and you got 20-plus D1 guys there and you trying to make the cut. And, you know, they put me on JV. Once they seen, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was literally just stronger than everybody on the team. So I'm just pushing people down. And my coach is like, hey, whoever got the ball, hit them as hard as you can. So I'm like, yes. okay. 
And you made a full career out of that, man. That's so shocking to me that that when you started, uh, I figured, you know, playing for a team, not just if you're from Miami, you know about more Northwestern. If you're from anywhere in the country, bro, because I know I know that's your locale. But I mean, we knew about Northwestern Ocala, people wow. out Nevada, California, everyone in the country knows about, you know, wow. Central, Northwestern, Carroll City, all those guys. So. So to, to go to walk in there, man, and and end up being one of the better players to come out of there, I think that speaks volumes to to your work ethic and how hard you push yourself through high school. Yes, sir. So uh, did you have any I know I know football for the people that don't understand football in Miami is a little bit of a different level than your typical high school. It's yep. more so uh, I would say there's and I'm speaking from from other people that I've talked to about it is when you play and you start for a team in Miami, the the thought is now, you know, division one division, you know, we're going up, you're expected to almost play college football. Is that kind of how it is? Oh, most definitely. Uh, like I say, I, I didn't really know how deep it was until I got into it. But once I got into it, man, I seen that it was a culture, man. Like I say, for kids growing up down there in Miami, man, it's literally like the mindset. Now it's starting to change. Like kids are starting to know, you know, hey, I can be smart and go to college. But back then when I was younger, it was like, this is the only way out. Like, that's why when people say, man, there's something in y'all water. Like, no, it's not. It's just something to struggle, man. It's like, this is all I got. And I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and I have to make it out. That's why. You got guys who go as hard and like, you know, push themselves to that next level because it's failure from here. Like if, if I don't do this, like I'm just going to be another guy hanging around or doing something, you know, I don't have no business doing or, you know, struggling to try to find a job. And, you know, guys wear that chip on their shoulder and they just, it just separates you from the rest. And like I say, far as the clout that, you know, Miami football got, that's where it stems from, man. It's like everybody from Miami got that mindset. And that's why when you got those big games like Northwestern versus Care City or Northwestern versus Central or, you know, Central versus whoever, it's because you got guys with that same mindset on both sides of the ball and you trying to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I remember uh, coaching at IMG, we had – the whole schedule was filled with with competitors for national championships. Like uh, I know they had played Bishop Gorman like the year before. You know, my IMG's always got a loaded schedule. Yeah. Like the year I was there, we played Central, Northwestern, and the first team I think that we played for Miami was Carroll City, and it was yeah. at home. So the craziest thing was, bro is you see all the dudes from IMG are all the top recruits in the country. And they're all 6'4", 6'5", just absolute monsters, (laughs) like you could see. And then the dudes from Carroll City, who I think even the year before, I don't think they had won a state title, but they were always in the running. Uh They were like six foot, I think was their tallest dude, maybe (laughs) 6'2". And bro, when I tell you, we had a lightning delay, right? So both teams had to go through the same locker room and Carroll city bro was chesting up on all these dudes talking trash. They were out, bro. And when I tell you, man, the dudes from Miami play at a different speed of contact. Like you said, it's, it says a lot about the, the desire and almost on like a, a level of like desperation to make something of your life like that. That is just on a completely different level than other high school athletics, probably anywhere in the world, to be honest with you. But uh, moving on from that, I know it, it took a lot of your time to to get into football, and I'm sure you did weightlifting and everything, but did you have any, any uh, like, uh, interests outside of football when you were in high school? Uh, like any nah. clubs or anything? Now, uh, to be honest, you know, uh, it's going to sound weird, but I, I'm a good chess player. You know, my dad taught me how to play chess when I was young, and that's that's something that um, that if I wasn't playing football, that's what I was doing. And, uh, you know, after football, when I became a teacher, I ended up being over the chess club. So 
Like that what? was that was really yeah, man. It's crazy. I, That's <laughs> incredible. Like squat 770 and you play yeah. chess as well. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, man. So uh that that was really my only interest. Uh, I know when I was Funny story, another funny story. Uh, I used to want to be a police officer when I was young, when I was a little kid, because my dad was always watching cops. And then when I told him, I said, you know, I want to be a police officer. He was like, you're not doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of out the window as well. But like I said, I just kind of fell into that football life, man. Once you walk into that West, it's like, okay, this this what I'm here to do. And uh you, you either go one or two ways. Like I'm gonna take this series and make you know make this my life, or I'm gonna just play until it's over, kind of. So right. Were yeah. were did your coaches in high school did they encourage you guys to play other sports? Because I know you did wrestling as well, right? Oh yeah, oh most definitely. Um, you know they they always push us uh, to you know be one or two sport leathermans. Uh, well, I mean two or three sport leathermans. Um, a lot of the guys like skill guys they ran track. Uh, I actually, my ninth grade, my ninth and tenth grade, I did track, well, track and field. I did the shot put, right, um, and then I did wrestling as well. So they they kind of and and it's for more for like staying in shape, and then two, you know, to get developed in another area that you know we don't you don't always pinpoint while playing football, like you know, speed, technique, um, like for wrestling for me. Since I never played football, it taught me how to get a better center of gravity, uh, use my body better, uh, how to be in an uncomfortable position and still be able to use maximum strength, stuff like that. So yeah. it's just certain things you can pick up from playing other sports that you won't necessarily like key in working out for football. So Right. Was that something that your coaches down there, was that something that they were preaching to you guys, like how you could develop these other skills, or was that something that you kind of just figured out as you went? Uh, kind of both ways, uh, because they always stress, you know, don't put your eggs in one basket. You know how you can be an all-star in two positions, then it, then you're in, in charge of choosing, like, okay, well, I can go here. Because, like I said, I got an offer for wrestling, and I was literally just doing wrestling to stay in shape. Iowa State offered me a full scholarship for wrestling, bro. As a heavyweight? And, yep, as a heavyweight. Wow. And, so you and I up, was you did you end up winning a state title in Florida? For wrestling? No. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I tell I tell my old teammates this, and a lot of them don't believe it, but this was literally my mindset. Like I said, I was just doing wrestling to stay in shape. So uh my ninth grade year, I made it all the way up. I uh, beat uh like the semifinals, like I got all the way up to the semifinals. And then that year we won a national championship. So our national championship parade where we go around the whole Miami and all that, it was on the same day, bro, <laughs> as the championship. So I said, you know, I'm not going to get paid. That was my biggest thing. I will never get paid. So I lost to the guy by points. Like I took him down. It was six to four. Um, I still remember it like it was yesterday. I took him down. Uh, the points were six to four, and then I let him get up, like, and then he got on my back. So it was a reversal point. So it was, right. I think it was like yep. four or six points. So he beat me by points. Uh -huh. So I was like, eh, okay, <laughs> like I, I can make, Never. I can make, yeah, I can make the parade now. So I just didn't take it seriously. But if I knew what I knew now, like I could have had a ring for wrestling right. as well. But I just didn't take it serious. I wanted to go to that parade. So yeah, I was. I found that I was pretty good, but then my tenure year when I started back wrestling, uh, a lot of the schools that was recruiting me, the crazy part was like recruiting me for football was like, hey, like you should slow down on the wrestling, like we don't want you to get hurt. Really? Uh, yeah. So a lot of a lot of the schools that was recruiting me was telling me to stop wrestling. That's that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Also, that you got. Uh, for the people that don't know it, man, Iowa State is like is a top the, wrestling it's school. Like the equivalent of like going yep. to Alabama for a wrestling yes, scholarship. Yes, sir. That's intense, man. Yep. They and offer me for football and wrestling. See, I feel like other people, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. But I remember one time trying to mess with you and trying to wrestle with you. And <laughs> I remember you got a hold of me and you popped something in my back. And I don't know if it's right <laughs> to this day, bro. <laughs> I still walk with a I limp feel, that, bro. I feel so bad. 
Uh, no, that's funny oh. though, man. I just remember thinking that day, I was like, oh wow, like that's what real strength feels like. That's like that's some different. I've been lifting weights all my life. Like that's so funny. Though, oh man. my goodness, man. So so with your football career. And you ended up at USF. You ended up being a starter, getting a lot of playing time, making a lot of big plays. Did you feel like you accomplished everything that you wanted to accomplish in your football career? Like, were your aspirations uh, to play professionally and stuff? Nah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed in nothing I do in life or, you know, I'm not embarrassed or, you know, that or have any regrets like a lot of people say, but. If I if if God does like say, hey, okay, I'm gonna give you one chance to go back and right some kind of wrong, that's definitely one aspect, you know, that I I love to go back and like, you know, do a lot of things differently. Um as you know, coming in the USF, my mindset was different. I didn't I didn't know, you know, college football was like how it was. And then I came with that same Miami mindset that hey, you know, I'm finna come run this, I'm finna, you know, do whatever I want, say whatever I want, and it just wasn't like that. And um, that's probably the biggest thing that I regret was uh, not taking the school more seriously and not taking, you know, my teammates more seriously my first and second year because if you, if you uh, I don't know if you remember, but my first year I got registered because, you know, I was just out of control, my mouth was crazy, and then I was out of shape. And then my second year I got suspended for my grades. So I didn't play my first two years. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't play my first two years uh, at USF because of those reasons. And, you know, I feel that kind of played a part in my latter years of football. And um, that's still to this day, that one kind of bites. Um, even though, you know, I got the chance to, you know, sign as a rookie free agent in Jacksonville, um, my career didn't last long there because then they said, okay, now you got a heart condition and we got to see you home. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, it was – and, and I feel like, you know, I still have – I still had, because now it's gone, but I still had more to prove. And it just didn't work out how I planned on it. But, you know, <laughs> just like the old saying goes, you know, man plans, God laughs. So Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt about uh -huh. that. So – what what level of control did you feel like you had over your decision to retire? Do you think it was like kind of something that was out of your control, or do you feel like if you want to like pushed it, you could have probably went a little bit further with it, or a little bit of both? Um, you know, and it's been like this all my life. I always had a lot of outside factors, you know, determining my football life. So. When I end up getting cut, I play, mind you, I played football all through high school, all through college. Nobody ever said I have a, a irregular heartbeat. So then when I get up to Jacksonville, you know, you do the whole tour, you get your locker, all this stuff. They feed you, you do your physicals. And after my physical, they called me out of the locker room and said, hey, you know, we got to see you back. You got an irregular heartbeat. And, you know, we'll stay in touch. They sent me to the Morsani building. I had to get an echocardiogram. The doctor was like, you know, hey, your heart is beating fine for a guy your size. Called him back. Well, we brought in two detoxers this morning. Just stay in shape. You know, we'll be in contact. Had two more workouts. Nothing ever came by. So then I was going to go the um, CFL route. My agent said, you know, the Blue Bombers are interested. We just got to get over there, get them a workout, da 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 So I'm back excited. And then I go through this custody battle with my oldest daughter's mom. So one of the uh, situations was if you leave the state, you automatically forfeit your rights as a parent. Oh. So it's like now I can't even, you know, <laughs> go to Canada to, to try and show these people in the NFL that I can do it. And then it, it was just like so much going on. And then after I, you know, won the custody battle, my desire for football was just like, man, like, it's put me through this much stress. You know, my daughter is seven years old. You know, I, I barely spent any real time with her. You know, I try to keep around as much as possible. Like, it's just worth it, man. And, and, and I always told myself, you know, if I ever question football, I'm going to stop. Because 
that's how injuries happen. You know, that's how, you know, fatal, you, it, it can be a fatal injury, like catastrophic. You can be paralyzed. So I just said, all right, this is it. Told my agent, I said, man, I appreciate it. And he was still trying to push, man. Like he, he literally was calling, texting every day. Like I yeah. know some agents, you know, don't do that. But he was literally calling and texting me every day, whether it was a scripture to keep me motivated, whether it was like a quote, like, you know, we're going to get this. And that that probably was the hardest call because, man, he started crying, man. Wow. Like, yeah, my agent started crying. He was a real, I mean, he was a real great dude, man. And, you know, I didn't want him to feel like I was taking advantage of him because he was putting in so much work, man. Like, he'll have, he'll literally have me, like, he was like, you know, tell your girlfriend to just record you, go to go to uh, USF, you know, do a couple of drills, have your girlfriend record it, and send it to me. I'm going to send it to all my NFL guys. And, I'm, and that day when I woke up, I was like, he texted me. He was like, hey, we can do it. You know, I got a couple workouts, and then I called him. I was like, hey, man, I'm starting to question it. Like, I appreciate everything you did, but the desire is not there no more, man. And, like, I'm done. And, you know, he right. was like, no, like, we, we got a lot of work to do. You know, we, we can do it. You know, I got this guy coming in. He want to see you. I was like, I always told myself if I question it, I'm not going to question my thought after that. Like, if I ever question football, I'm done. Yeah. And that was it. From that day on, um, I was done. That was, like, the beginning, the beginning of September. And then that next week, I became a teacher. <laughs> wow. What a transition. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, so he was the first one you told. What, what yep. did, what did like your social support system, like uh, parents, siblings, or anything like that? What, what did they think about the decision? So, I always involved like uh, friends, immediate family, like my girlfriend, my wife. Now, um, so close to my football life because I never wanted to mix that, man. Uh, I always had the mindset that you have to keep them two separate because, man, football is a angry, violent sport. Like, in my mind as a defensive lineman is, you know, you got to take yourself to some angry places, man. Well, I know I did, you know, to try and separate myself. So whenever it came, like, with football, I always tried my best to keep it separate. Like, if I made a decision for myself because – you know, friends and family, man, they can kind of cloud the water for any athlete, man. That's And that's what I preach to any athlete who I train, who I coach. Keep your friends and family separate from football because they'll have you doing things that your body can't do. Like, a lot of guys put their bodies through so much, like, pain to please other people who will never run a sprint, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. somebody who will never go out there for two days, who can't physically can't do it. But we'll subject ourselves to lifelong pain to please yeah. them. <laughs> and and I never I always had that mindset, like, it's my decision. You know, people be disappointed or hurt or whatever, but I'm out here, you know, risking my life literally to play a game while you sit at home and tear. When I broke my knee, bro, my mom was there. That was it. <laughs> my dad was still down in Miami. He was calling, but my mom was there. Like, it wasn't no fans there. It wasn't like yeah. how in the movies, they be standing outside the hospital with the posters. Nobody was there, bro. Like, and I'm laid up, my knee is swollen as a watermelon, cut open. They they cut me open for a game. Oh, no, nah, man. That, when I first got my knee surgery, that's when I realized, man, this ain't this ain't no movie, man. This ain't no, like, fairy tale. This is real. Like, I'm, I'm in pain by myself. Like, there's no fans here, so... Like I said, whenever I made a decision with football, like once I prayed about it and once I get clarity on anything, there's no change in my mind, bro. Like yeah. it's nothing, nobody, is no sob story. Nobody can tell me like it's over with. So, so people were disappointed in you though? You feel like that? Of course you feel like that, but. Nobody um, came out and said it though. Yeah, oh, man. well, you know, they said different ways like, Oh man, I know you can still do it, man. Look how big you are. Your shoulders uh, are so big. I know you can yeah. do it. Oh, hey, I heard the Bucks need a D lineman. <laughs> Shut up. It don't work like that. If it was that yeah. easy, everybody'd be lined up. Now. Oh, you're right. Let me go call them up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come up, on. Like, so on. that's how they tell you, like, like 
not disappointed, but like, man, you can still do it type deal. So whenever you hear that, you just, I just tell them like, I know you go try out. Like if you think yeah, it's like that, go try out. But, and that's how I feel like people say like, nah, I'm disappointed, but you know, I wish you were still doing it. So, but. That's crazy. No, I, didn't, me. I didn't realize that you had had uh, a knee injury like that. And I remember I was talking to Anthony Love. I don't know if you played with, with Love. He was watching. AJ Love? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember AJ. Okay, yeah, because I was forgetting. I didn't know because I think he was a couple years older than me. I didn't know if you had played with him. But me and him were just talking about it. Uh, did an interview with him earlier this morning. And we were saying wow. about how that first time that – at least in football, because that's the only sport I can really speak to. But that mm -hmm. first time that you take that big injury in football, and it seems like it's typically one of three things. It's a knee, it's a back, or it's your neck. Yep. Like, it kind of shatters, like, your reality. Like, yep. what you what you thought was just – it just snaps you back. And it's it like, let It lets you know you're human, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you yeah, are, man. you're not invincible. And for yep. me, I remember because I had a couple of them. I had, I've had three knee surgeries at this point. Wow. I remember, I remember the first one, I like came jogging off the field and, you know, didn't think anything was wrong. And I just laid down and, and Steve Walls, the trainer, started checking my knee. And I was like laughing and joking with people. And I looked down and I asked him, I was like, hey, like, what's up? Like, what do you think the deal is? Cause I was just, I had just won a starting spot. I was going up to play in the bowl game in Charlotte against Clemson. Wow. Yep. I was on cloud nine. And then he just wow. he looked at me in his face, like went, you know, kind of somber and was like, you know, I think you tore your ACL. And I was like, what? Like, wow. like the first one didn't hurt. The second one was, was super painful. But painful. Just yeah. that, like that, change of perspective for me was so heavy. I remember like a couple of football players came in when I was sitting in and was about to go get an MRI to, to make sure that I had blown it out. And they were like, man, you know, if I was you, bro, I don't know what I do, man. I think I might kill myself. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, man. that's like, that was a reality for, yeah. for a lot of people. For me, it was my first thought was how am I going to make it back? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, how am I going to make it back? And then I, it was just, it just kind of, like you said, man, like the reality just comes crashing in on you. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's hard to, it's hard to explain that to someone that hasn't yep. had to deal with something like that. It's like having your yep. first like loved one die, like yep. that feeling yep. where it's yep. just. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. It's, it's tough for anyone that's ever been through that, man. That's the only thing I could tie it with. But, um, so I was going to ask you also how much of, of your personality was wrapped up in being a football player and being an athlete, like your self-confidence and your self-image and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's crazy, but I knew my self-worth before football. Like, um, you know, one thing my dad and my mom always pushed was like, you know, know your value, know what you bring to whatever you do. So I always had that confidence. And then, uh, you know, from Miami, we call it a swag. You got to have a swag about yourself, man. So I always had that, like, you know, I'm a big, ugly dude. You know, I can go there if I need to. Um, and that's how I always live. Like, I know I'm not going to change. So I'm going to make the best out of me. And then, you know, I went from there. So when football came, you know, I always tried to leave football on the field. Like, I was never that dude, you know, to, hey, I'm a football player, you know, come like me, come be around me. I was never that guy. Like, right. of course, people going to know you bigger than the average person. Do you play football? Yeah, I play a little bit. Like, oh, what's your name? Then they'll goo you, then they'll hype. But I was never that hype hype type guy who go trying to prove a point, like, with football. Like, I, I at USF, bro, I think I went out, like, three times, three or four times, like since I've been in college, but I was never that guy. So yeah. So you're like a badass that played football and you weren't That's a fact. badass because you played football. That's that a fact. Sense. Yeah. You can yep. see that, man. You can definitely get that vibe off you for sure. When I first met you. So <laughs> did you, did you have any support? I know you said within like a week, you said, right. That you were done with football. You had got your teaching job. Where was your first teaching job at? Uh, up here, up here in Tampa, um, 
is an alternative school for like when kids get kicked out of public schools. Um, instead of them, you know, staying home, they go to alternative school. Um, right. And my pastor, he actually was the one who got me on. So he once once he found out, you know, I wasn't doing football anymore. Uh, he was like, "Hey, you should go through this program called uh, Kelly Kelly Services, like for substitutes." So I started doing the substitute thing, and then I went out there. Then there was a huge fight that broke out, and all the teachers were scared. And I'm like, "Come on, bro!" Like, <laughs> so I'm grabbing kids, picking kids up, like taking three, four at a time to the office, like helping the police officers out. And the number one rule in Kelly services is do not touch the kids. Like right. at no point, don't touch the kids. So I'm like helping these folks out. And then like 30 minutes later, when it all calms down, they call my name over the last week. Can Todd Chandler please come to the main office? So I'm like, I'm about to go to jail, man. So, oh wow, I, bro! I get all my stuff, and I'm like, I'm about to run. Like, I'm about to run down the yeah, street, bro. Time to dip. Yeah, that's why you wear the wife beater underneath, exactly. bro. Pull the exactly. shirt off. <laughs> you got to drop the shoes too, man. Exactly. I was gonna leave my Tim's, bro. I was gonna leave it. So I, get, I peek, I peek in the door in the office, and they all just start clapping, man. Like, why? Like, wow, you did a great job, like. Please stay permanently. So I'm like, okay. And wow. then that that helped me transition more because I had an income. And I think that's what keeps like a lot of players down, bro. It's because once football stops, it's like, like, what am I here for, bro? And that's why when yeah. you said that about when they asked you, like, um, man, if I was in your position, you know, I like commit suicide. Like, bro, that's true, bro. Like, yeah. so many guys I've talked to, you know, after football, they like, bro, I contemplate killing myself. And I'm like, wow. Like, it's, it it's really heavy. runs that deep, bro. Depression is real after football, man. I think, you know, this, what you, you doing, and, like, I feel other people should do more to help. Like, like you said, I can't speak on no other sport, but help, like, former football players after football, bro, because – those weeks after are the scariest, though. It's like weeks, your life months. goes from structure to nothing. So, yeah. but yeah. So the transition was it was it was easier for me because I had something else to do. And then, if anybody knows me, they know I love giving back. They know I love mentoring coaches. So I stepped right into something else that I love, like mentoring kids. You got these bad kids who people just write off. And I'm like, man, that's the perfect situation. I can like help some of these kids. So I just stepped right into something else that I love doing. So it was a real easy transition for me, man. That's amazing. Uh, I kind of have uh, a similar, uh, not probably not on the same level, but I was a EBD teacher, emotionally behavioral disabled. So yeah, the the kids throwing chairs, the kids that were like maybe one step off of of the kids that you were dealing with. Yeah, Yeah, ESC, that type. But what, what I, I came to find out was kind of similar to what you said is that, you know, when you get to know some of these kids, like you break down that wall, like, oh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Hawkins played. The first thing they say is, oh, you played college football. football. Yep. And then all of a sudden you see the lights start clicking yep. and yep. then they open up and tell you something about them. And it's like, oh, so you're this not, is there's no such thing as these bad, bad kids. That, that's the fact. It's, it's more so what they got going on at home. What's yep. their home life like? What are Because yep. a lot of these kids you find out, you know, especially in St. Pete where I was at, I was teaching down in South St. Pete at a place wow. called Bay Point Middle. And it was like, it was wild, man. Like yeah, learning man. some of their personal stories. And, yeah, and man. Really. One of the things, one of the things you said too, that kind of clicked for me is a lot of former athletes find that like, cause you know how you have to figure out what you want for a career after you're done playing football. Some people mm-hmm. kind of know it before they leave and some people mm-hmm. have to find out after they leave. A lot of, of football players that I'm talking to have found a calling in helping people that are are disadvantaged and it seems to give like people that purpose. So I think, you know, as far as me talking to young players, I would say probably like, if you don't know what you want to do, hop into something where you can help other people. 
And then maybe that'll kind of, yeah, because it's like, I I don't know about you, but it sounds like it's it's like really rewarding for like your Mm -hmm. soul, kind of. Anyway, yeah, man, you got me, you got me hyped. (laughs) (laughs) So, so how, how would, what are you doing now? Because I know you were teaching for a little bit. Are you still doing Mm -hmm. the same thing? Nah, uh, well, I'm still coaching and mentoring, but I'm not teaching anymore. Um, I work at the Tampa VA, the Veterans Hospital, you know, okay. uh, mental health unit. So, and that's a man, that's an empowering job, man. Like, like that's that's powerful. Like, to be able to interact with the veterans who you know serve this country, and to be there for them when they get back is. It, it, it kind of remind me of us, bro, like ex-football players. Like like I said, we come out of football and it's just like that time where it's like, am I going crazy? Like you deal with veterans who just come back from the war or just, you know, who has some kind of mental issues. Like I'm going crazy because I don't know how to handle being back in the, in the States and nobody understand what I'm going through, bro. So it's just like, and I always tell them, listen, bro, I never experienced like 1% of what you experienced, man. But if you ever need me, man, I'm here. And you'll be amazed how much just being there for the veterans, man, is like it's all they need, bro. They just need somebody to vent to, talk to, somebody who won't judge them. And, man, I, I love that job, man. So I've been there for going on two years in May. That's wild, man. Yeah, what a, man. What a gig. So how'd, how'd you get set up with that? So I'll stem back from church as well. It's this guy who used to go to my church. Um, and, I, and I was kind of getting fed up with the school system because, uh, and this Same. is just my point of view, like if if you're really trying to make a difference in the school system, especially in the alternative settings, you can't. Like it's not meant to, like to change, bro. It's, it's, all, it's all a system. Like it's this thing that they call school to prison pipeline, bro. And, that was the most depressing thing I've been a part of, knowing that I'm a I'm part of setting these kids up to go to prison, bro. And I couldn't yeah. do it no more. And like just like, bro, I started I started a boys program. Uh well, I actually partnered with my pastor to start a boys program. I think it was my like the end of my first year to my second year being a teacher. And these, mind you, is is free, bro. Like we're putting our money into it. We just we just wanted sixteen boys to you know try and change their lives you know, and put them back on the right path, and they put us under investigation, bro. Like we're trying to steal money, bro. And I'm like, are y'all serious, man? Like we trying to just help these kids keep these. And it was during the summer. It was like to keep them off the streets from doing something bad to keep them back in jail or an alternative school. Yeah. And they put us under investigation, like we trying to steal money from. I'm like, come on, bro. And then that's when I realized, like, it's not meant for us to change this system. So I said, you know, if you really want to change something inside the school system, you got to come from the outside because if you're in the inside of the school system, you handcuffed with a lot of stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna just do my boys program and I'm gonna leave. And there was a guy at my church. He was like, it was random, but he was like, you want a career change? It was like in January. And I was like, yeah. I was like, doing what? He was like, working at the VA. And I was like, I don't even know what that stands for. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. He was like, the VA hospital, the veteran hospital. And I'm like, is it Tampa? He was like, yeah, it's right over, bro. It's right across here from USF, bro. And I never knew that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's you know, right across. 131st. Yeah. So yeah. I, I used to take that street all the time to go to the little Spanish restaurant. And I'm like, where is all these people coming from, bro? And I never knew that was the VA hospital, man. And he got me an interview there, and they hired me on the spot, man. So I was just like, wow. That's amazing, man. So what yeah. what what do you think you'll be doing from here on out? I know I know you tried to start the the boys club thing and kind of got, uh, I guess, like derailed from that with the school board and everything like that. But what, mm-hmm. what are you doing now? Like outside the VA, are you still kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit? I know you put videos up on YouTube, man. I check those out all the time, mm-hmm. bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I do the, um, I'm doing a lot, man. Like, <laughs> um, I'm finna go back to school. I got to pass my GRE exam. I'm studying for that now, uh, to get my master's in social work. That's what I yes. kind of want to do at the VA. Yes. And then, um, 
also outside of the VA. Um, I got my own business. Uh, it's called TCC Todd Chandler Cares, and I partnered with this other mentoring program called Hey My Child Team Summit. And basically, what that is, um, we go around from different cities uh, throughout Florida. Hopefully, we can go statewide, and um, you know, basically just talk to kids, man, motivate them. Set them up for mentors. That's why I don't know you be sitting on Facebook. I'll be posting like trying to get other mentors in different cities because we want to really set up like a mentor station for these kids to, you know, excel outside of when, whenever we leave. So um, I do that, the mentoring, you know, I train and then I got the YouTube channel with my family. Uh, so it, it's all about positivity, man. I'm, I'm really, I really want to you know, make a difference in this world beyond football, man. I, I don't want to be no. I told one of my friends the other day, if I die and if all people know about me is, you know, I played football, I will fail my life, bro. So I really want to, you know. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry, I got uh, kicked off. You uh can you hear me? No, no worries. Uh you were you were saying, yeah. man, if you if you uh pass away, which praying that doesn't happen because the world needs way Oh yeah, I, like I say, man, I told one of my uh saying about how friends you that you know if I pass away and you know, only thing people remember me about is that I played football that I I have failed, man. Like, you know, I don't want to just remember by okay, he played football. Like I want to be remembered for making an impact in the youth, you know, changing lives, you know, helping kids out, the kids who who trouble, um, help them, you know, become successful, man. I want to really make an impact with this mentoring thing and help the generation that's coming up, man, because it's, it's amazing how they feel, you know, nobody understand them, man. To be completely honest, we can't because we're they're growing up in a way different time than me, bro. And I'm only 28. Like this technology age, bro, is is way different from what anybody can yeah. understand. And right. a lot of adults, we just write them off like, yeah, you know, like we've been through this and we haven't, bro. So I feel like I really want to make a difference in these young kids' lives, man, and really help them, you know, find their purpose and their passion in life. So Yeah, I appreciate that. That's amazing, bro. I'm I'm so proud to to be able to call you a friend and like to yeah, to to click on that level, man. I I was not expecting this. I knew you were a great dude and I, from the the communication yes, that we've had before, man, you've always been such an open and and available person, yeah. bro, but to hear I some of this stuff that, is brother. like it's it's very very uplifting, man. I'm very very proud of you, bro. Um, so kind of, kind of getting back on, on the football thing a little bit and kind of like your lifestyle, do you still, uh, uh I, I still lift a little bit, you know, I just do, do you know, just physically to active, you still uh, lift or trying to drop some of this weight, man, because there's no reason for me to be as big no more. Uh, but I compete all the time in my head, bro. Like I compete with everybody. Yeah. With everything I do, bro. If I see you walking in the hallway and it's like you trying to scrap past me, you're not finna pass me in the hallway. Like I'm not gonna let you do it. Like, man, I, I find myself doing stuff like, why are we doing this, bro? Like we're normal now. Stop. Like it's just man, I don't know. When I'm driving, you're not finna get off the line faster than me. Like yeah. it's just it's just man. It's bad sometimes. I just compete in ways that people don't know I'm competing, though. So, yeah, you know I man, it's what. Yeah, that that's a good thing, though, man. If you if you could harness that, bro, because a lot of people don't have that fire in their chest, man. A lot yeah, of people don't have that. So, if you find a way man, to kind of aim fact, that, man, thing, that's what I'm trying to. Bro, so I'm trying to change it, bro. Whole like lot of life to live, man. If only people only knew my mindset, bro. I'm literally, I literally want to make an impact, man. Like, and not only for myself, the impact that I want to make is like that I can see, like, okay, like these kids been affected in a good way. Like this community no longer deals with like premature death and teens. Like these kids in this area is not dying no more. Like that's what I want to change, bro. I want to, I want to come against principality, bro. Like, like I'm man, it's going, it's going to get there though. 
I wonder one day if if you'll because uh, I don't know if you know this man, but I'm sure <laughs> you do. I wonder one day if you're gonna ever get into like politics or anything like that because it sounds like because that's honestly like in today's day and age, man. It's Ooh. it's the stuff like this, like getting back and talking to each other. And I know you got the YouTube wow. medium and everything wow. like that, but <laughs> I wonder one day, man, you run yeah. for like school board yeah. or something. And I, I don't know, bro. It'd be it'd be good to have have someone like no, you no, no, no. I'm listening like to you. I'm just agreeing. Somebody that's that. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Well, no, because well, I was saying, man, it's it, you find that in in the higher mm. levels of like politics and stuff like that, you don't really have anyone that has come from like the life that mm -hmm. is like your constituents, like the people voting for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like that would like really connect. But uh, are you still in contact with like any other like? I know you mentioned you talked oh, to a yeah. lot of friends and stuff like that. But are you still in contact? Yeah, with it's any, like, I was just talking to KP last night, bro. Like, former coaches or staff yes, or man. That's that that relationship is probably the most strangest really? to me because you man, you remember KP? Like KP was a fiery <laughs> butthole, bro. I'm not gonna cuss on your thing, but yeah, like man, like KP really at one point. <laughs> KP made me hate him, bro. You can't. Like, it's cool. And our relationship now, man, is number love. And I and I can look back yeah. now that I'm mature and see like this dude was really trying to mold me into a man, bro. He wasn't just a prick, bro. Like he was literally giving me life lessons. Like he'll bring his yeah. daughters around and show us how to, you know, communicate with women, bro. Like. Like I can see the things that he's doing that he was doing back then, like now, wow. and it's amazing, bro. So I was just talking to KP last night. Uh, you know, Lawrence, I was uh one of the groomsmen in Lawrence wedding. Um, Juju and T-Rex was and, and Kloss was in my wedding. Like right. Kloss was my groomsman. And you know, Kloss like, Todd, I'm the only white boy here. I was like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's so he's so funny, you know. Claus, <laughs> yeah, them, them guys, scared man, as hell. You know, I, I talk to often, you know, Juju, of course. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's not as much as I would have thought because you know how close we all was. But at some point, you got to understand, like everybody got lives, everybody got a lot of stuff going on. But like, whenever we see each other, it's like, like nothing right. ever happened. Like it's like we still in college, so. Like when we go to the USF games, we all see each other like it's all love, man. And that's what I that's what I really like. And, and to be honest, man, that's what I miss most about playing, bro. It's like yeah. just that camaraderie, like being in the locker room, like not even the games. Like, oh, the games was cool because you know, you can go out there and you know, express yourself, but like I miss that locker room so much. Like you say when I grabbed you, I'm sorry for hurting you, bro. <laughs> but like dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but them, I was just messing. Bro. Room, uh, I knew you could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. Is like, it, like, what was something that you really, uh, yeah, I guess, the, miss from from playing the bus trips? And then you say that it's oh definitely that teammate, God. that camaraderie. Oh if my God! Knew, yes, we bro, will. People only yes, we we'd will. all be in jail oh, right we now. Look at a weirdo, man. Like I still, I'm confident to give a story. Yeah, and I don't care who it affects me because it's just <laughs> yeah. too funny. I remember when Claude got on the pool table butt naked, uh -oh. bro, <laughs> playing playing air guitar with the pool stick, like, and people. <laughs> Ah, Chris Bright jumping on people back right out the yeah. shower. Mike, Michael Linares, like, bro, if only people do what goes on a lot. Like, my first, my first, like, my freshman year, I yeah. was terrified. Like, these dudes are weird, bro. Like, oh my goodness, man. And, and who, who would ever thought they're that insane. Those would have been yeah, the they're insane. The most, like, <laughs> you'll never know what you're going to see in that locker room, boy. I remember my mom. Yeah. My mom came out one day. Oh, I want to go see the locker room. I say, wait, no, wait. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wait. Let me make sure nobody's in there. Wait. Oh uh, no. Like, you cannot no. just walk in that locker room, man. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sony get killed over messing with somebody's mom too, bro. Like, you know, there's some, yeah. <laughs> but how are we gonna tell you, bro? Uh so so we talked about like all of all of the emotions and stuff with with retiring. We touched on a lot of that. Do you think looking back on it, uh what would you suggest for a school like USF by way of uh, trying to, to help former athletes in that transition? Do you think that there's any like support that they could provide? Because I know now, I don't know if you were there when they did it, oh, wow. but they have a thing called the Leroy Selman Mentorship Program. So, right. So what they're doing is, is they're hooking up former athletes oh wow that are graduating with people within like the business community so if you had right if that i know i was stoked when i heard it but if you had um mm -hmm. say you were really big and you had like a finance degree or something like that wow, they that's would dope. hook you up with a guy that you know had a business in finance or someone that you could talk to that could, yeah so i was i was saying you know, along the lines of that, could you think of anything? I know you work with mental health, so that's kind of more your expertise. Do you think that, you know, is there any support that yeah, you could I, see? Yeah, I almost, bro, that's like amazing, man. But I most definitely think, you know, and 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 of course we say USF because that's that's where we went. But I think every college should offer that, man, to all former athletes, like men and women, like offer them that. Um like a psychologist and a psychiatrist like to talk to, to sit down and talk to it and make sure their mental, like mental state is, you know, solid, bro. Because like I say, that's the most scariest time is after college because you're going from structure. Literally, I, I used to tell my wife, like literally we was structured down to the minute. Like if it says 12.35 and you show up at 12.34, like, no, yeah. like it's not it's not gonna happen. And then you'll come in and say, Well, coach, it's say twelve thirty five. Yeah, but we started, we already started. Like and you're late, and you're considered late. But like we was we were structured down to the minute, bro. And right. then you go from that to yeah. I wake up and don't even get a phone call saying I'm late for class. Like or or you know, I'm late for workouts. Like that's that's trauma, bro. Like right. and one thing that I tell people, you know, you can't you can't dictate how yeah. someone acts with trauma. Like trauma is the only thing that acts differently with everybody, bro. It's like I say, that's why if you see some cases when the loved one passed, some people cry, some people wow. laugh, some people are happy, some people are depressed because trauma, trauma is, a, it, it, it releases like endorphins in your body and your body reacts differently from it. So, Going through that state from being a college athlete to now I'm just a normal person. Like I think every school should, like you said, for one, that's good on the business side, you know, so they'll have something to do financially to take care of themselves. But to go surpass that, I think they should offer them somebody, some counseling, bro, like just somebody to sit down and talk to, like for however long they need it. And I think every college yeah. should do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's interesting that you kind of attribute that, you know, losing football to, to trauma. I had never really looked at it like that, but I, I, you know, the way that you described it is kind of true. Cause I remember I've talked to other people about this before with like my own situation. And I remember thinking, you know, pretty arrogantly, that, <laughs> okay, you know, I'm going to be done with football, but I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. hop right into success in the real world. Because, you know, because I, I put the work in in football, I'm a hard, I knew I was a hardworking guy. So I was like, oh, I'm just immediately yes, find sir. success outside of it. And it, bro, I got slapped right in my face because mm -hmm. it was like, you, I didn't plan for it. I had no plan leaving college. And I was like, just kind of out on my ass. And I was like, you know, well, that's when, that's when that support system, like I, I had my mom still. So it was like, I, I could shoot it with her and talk to her about yeah. it at the time. And, you know, now I got my wife and I've always had, you know, some buddies from USF and, and guys like you and, 
you know, all, all the people that, you know, went through the same thing to kind of lean on. And that's one thing that I would tell players that are going to go through that transition soon is to lean on your dudes. Like they don't go away man. they're in today's, in today's technology world, you could just text somebody, call them up be like, Hey, what's up? And just talk man. like, like how we're doing. Like it, it, it helps, man. It helps tremendously. So last question, and then we're going to wrap it up. Cause I know you're, you're as busy as they come with a new one. Uh, what, what suggestions would you give a 18 or 19 year old Todd wow. Chandler? If you could go back, like what, That's what would deep. you tell wow. yourself? So, so I, you, I literally you know, almost said it to you off that question, hearing that question, man, that's deep. You know, uh, I tell them don't uh, change nothing, man. You know, keep your head on right. Like even even the bad, bro. Like don't change nothing, man, because that made me the man that I am today. Like just lace your boots up, continue to be respectful, and respect the game. Right. That's that's probably what I tell them. Um, that's that's one of the biggest things, man. Is respect the game because. Man, like you respect the game, bro. You love the game. You 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 do right by the game. The game will do right by you, man. And you know, like I said, keep your head down and work. Um, I tell every every kid this, man. If if football is is just something you're doing to be on a team or to have a jersey, don't do it, man. Like go to school, use your brain because football is brutal, horrible. Is painstaking, bro. But at the same time, it's love, it's joy, it's camaraderie, it's lifelong friends. So if you do football, you literally, like I heard this term, you literally have to take the good with the bad because it's a it's a beautiful, dangerous, heartbreaking, lovable thing, bro. And it's something that it changed you forever, bro. Like, like I said, it, it puts you in contact. Like, no lie, bro. I I never knew a white person, and when I was growing up in Miami, ever, like, no nobody on my team was white. None of our coaches were white. Like, literally, bro. Like, it, it was a culture shock to come up to Tampa and to have, you know white teammates and white coaches yelling at you. It's like, bro, like, only people who yell at us in Miami is the police. So it's like, bro, stop talking to me like that. So it was, it, it changed me for the better, bro. Like, it let me know, like, you know, yeah. you don't got to be so uptight, man. Like, everybody is not your enemy, bro. And like I say, college, man, college made me the man that I am today, bro. And I'm proud of it, bro. Like, it's like, it's, it's it's some of the best times of my life, man, and and I wouldn't change nothing, bro. Like, I'll probably be more sociable. That's probably the only thing I tell my younger self is like, you know, stop being so tight your first two years, man. But that's just that's that was just the mind you wearing <laughs> off me. But like I said, I, I wouldn't change nothing, man. I got lifelong friends, man. Like I say, I had yeah four four of my groomsmen was my teammates, bro. Like. I was in Ryan. I was one of Ryan Giddens' uh, groomsmen. Like I was Lawrence Martin's groomsmen. Like, bro, it's it's bonds that that you know last literally forever, man. Yes. So that's a deep question, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, you're. That was a beautiful response to it, bro, and it it. it reverberates through me so i know anyone here in this it's gonna, it's gonna echo through them as well like that was that was some deepness bro that was some real deal right there bro so with with all this being said man is there is there as we kind of close this thing down is there anything else that you would like to add anything yeah uh, man well pitch you know get out that stuff will happen you, you know i just want to talk to you man and just tell you you know Thank you, bro. I went back and I, I'm listening to Catcher's on because I, I was big fans of Catcher. But I listened to Samson's interview, man, and what you're doing, bro. Like, I really <laughs> applaud you, bro, because yeah. it's giving us a platform, bro. Like, 
When I say us, I mean former athletes, football players. Like it gives us a platform to speak realness, bro. And like I know, I know for a fact without a shadow of doubt that what you're doing is gonna, and I don't even know where you want to go from here, but I know this is gonna get big, like to like Joe Rogan style, bro, because like like literally bro think think about joe rogan bro he's giving people a platform to speak <laughs> their mind that their side of it bro and that and that, and that's what you're doing for us athletes bro yeah and, <clears throat> that's where i got the idea like, i just yeah. commend you for what you're doing man i want to tell you to keep going bro and like like i pray success over you man and what whatever you're doing bro is working bro because like we need to hear this, man. I listen to Samson's on, and I'm like, big fat. Like I remember Samson coming in, like big gorilla, man. I was terrified of Samson. Oh my god, he, he welcomed me to college, bro. What a he, savage that bro. guy is, dude. Okay, quick third before I leave. I'm sorry. He's so nice. Samson, <laughs> I tried to swim move Samson. This man yeah, picked don't do me it. up <laughs> off my feet, bro. And then sat me back down and said, I'm not going to do it to you, freshman. I said, oh, my God. Whatever you need, whatever you need, sir, I'll do it for you, sir. Whatever you need. But, what? like, yeah, man, I just want to say oh thank you for this platform, man. And, man, I appreciate you having me on. Wow. And Jeff Daddy Dollars, man, you the best, bro. Yes, sir. No problem, man. Not a problem, man. Yes, hey, sir. it's all love over here, bro. Uh, I appreciate all love, you so my much boy. for yes, sir. time, man. What another awesome episode. Thank you all again for tuning in this episode of the podcast. Thank you to my guest, Todd, for giving us all some great insight into his journey. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show and join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. That's it for this one. And until next time, go do something good for someone. Peace.